Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. Welcome to Vegas. So here we are. It's Christmas time and it's Vegas. That usually means a choice of great shows to choose from. But it's also 2020, which has severely limited live entertainment. Fear not, there's always an exception to the rule. The great Michelle Johnson is with us today to share with you a fantastic opportunity for holiday fun. One thing you're missing this year are those great Christmas shows. You know, we used to see them on television. We don't see them anymore. We want to go out and see them, and there isn't really a lot of opportunity to see them, except in Las Vegas. There's a great show that's out. It's called A Vegas Room Christmas, and one of our favorite people is one of the stars. Her name is Michelle Johnson. We talked with her over a year ago. Uh, She sings all the kind of music I love, you know, from Carol King to Ella Fitzgerald. They say she's something between those two. Well, I think that's great. Michelle, first of all, how are you doing? How did this pandemic uh, ride on you? It has to be a miserable thing because you can't get out and do what you love to do. Oh, it is so good to talk to you again. It has been a minute. And uh, who, who would have thought that we'd be doing it this way because we can't do it in person. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. The way true. we used to. <laughs> um, but I'm happy to be a guest and, and glad to be anywhere, frankly, during this uh, challenging and difficult time where we have so many adjustments to make in our daily lives. So I'm just grateful to be healthy and happy to be talking to you, honestly. Well, this show is great. It's called A Vegas Room Christmas. It's going to play all the way through December 27th. At the Supper Club Cabaret, uh, it's down, as I recall, it's just off the strip, right, in the historic commercial center? Yes, it's called the Vegas Room, and it is a supper club, and it's a restaurant, and you get to hear live music while you're, uh, not while you're eating, but after you eat. It's it's a super um, intimate venue, and unlike places you go where, you know, you you hear a show, but you also hear all the ding-dinging of glasses and cutlery going on. This is a little bit different, partially because of the pandemic, but actually, in general, their their idea was, hey, we're a listening room, and once these performers get up here and do their shows, we want you to really be listening and not, you know, buried into your delicious food or your (laughs) drink. So, it's for an entertainer. It's just a lovely way to 
entertain people, but also know that they can get a good meal and have a good night out. It's like the best of both worlds. And it is in Commercial Center, and there are some very bright red doors, so it's very easy to find. And um, it's just a lovely venue. I absolutely love it. Fell in love with the place and the whole concept. And it's, it's for anyone who wants to know exactly where it is, the address is 953 East Sahara Avenue, and it's Suite E18, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89104. So I wanted to make sure I got that out of the way. Well, I'm glad you did. So that That's people perfect. people know where they're going. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. Well, we're used to seeing you like in the Smith Center where mm-hmm. uh, to see your show and the type of music you do, you want those great acoustics and you want that intimate feel. And it's great to hear that uh, the Vegas Room has just that. Now, this show, A Vegas Room Christmas, Tell us what it is. Well, um, you're familiar with Irving Berlin, I assume. Of course, we love it. (laughs) Great American composer from, you know, classics of the Great American Songbook. And most people associate him with Christmas music and the movie White Christmas. And so the, the, um, the people who run the Vegas Room thought it would be great to recreate a sort of mini mini musical review that includes not just the music from that beautiful classic movie with Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney and Vera Ellen and Danny Kaye, but they're also pulling in some of his other beautiful hits that everybody knows. And so it's, it's kind of a smorgasbord of really great music by Irving Berlin, but um, at the center is the white Christmas theme. And so the room has been transformed into the lodge. I don't know if you remember the movie. But oh, absolutely. In, you know, Watch it every lodge. year. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. And so we're trying to bring back, you know, that old Vegas intimate setting. You can hear a pin drop. It's a very small room. And because of the COVID restrictions and all the precautions that are being taken, we're talking 28 people max. Wow. And four to four to a table max, so it's really like you're going to you know an, a special VIP invited dinner, and yeah. um, the show piece is that you're going to hear this great music, and it's performed by four just four people, but the cast is an all star cast that rotates, so it's not always the same people. It just depends on what night you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can come more than once if you want, and you'll get a delicious six-course dinner in the process and also get to hear this great music. Well, yeah, in Irving Berlin, we forget sometimes. When we think of the Great American Songbook, I think we instantly go to Gershwin and Cole Porter and such. But Berlin was such a great writer, and especially with Christmas, it just makes you feel good. I mean, uh, we're, yeah. we're, we're not going to get out to Vermont in a snowstorm, so the next best thing to be in Las <laughs> Vegas listening to you and others say, who else is in it besides right. you, Michelle? Well, we have um, Carnell Johnson, who some people know as uh, Vegas Golden Pipes or the Golden Pipes. He sings the national anthem for the Vegas Golden Knights, so he's a pretty right. well-known name in town, a great guy, talented and humble and lovely, and he is one of the cast members. We have a gentleman named Sam Holder, who's also a very popular local entertainer, and Amanda King, another great jazz singer in town who does her own thing as well. We have Randall Keith, 
who has performed on Broadway in Les Mis and other shows. He moved to Las Vegas to do Spam a lot and never left. He's so talented, a Broadway veteran, an incredible, incredible voice. And another uh, Broadway actress, Ruby Lewis, who some people may remember in Las Vegas from the debut of Baz. Do you remember that show I when do. it came to yeah. town? She's just a sensational voice. And um, so talented. And one of my best friends, my friend Janine Valentine, is in the show. Another powerhouse has done all kinds of things on her own and also sings with the Shintas and does so many things. She's done so much theater. She moved here back when uh, uh, Starlight Express had come to Las Vegas and was one of the leads in that show, an amazing talent. And we have Ian Ward, who's a lovely singer, um, what a beautiful tenor voice. Luke Striffler, another great singer in town. These are just, you know, phenomenal performers. And Rob Hyatt, who does like the, uh, he has a group called Fifth Avenue and they do tight harmony um, arrangements and he's so talented. So, I mean, all these people are in it. And then on top of that, get this, we have um, dancers in that tiny space oh, wow! <laughs> because we wanted to, if you think about Irving Berlin, you know, a lot of his songs are about dancing, you know, cheek to cheek, the best things happen when you're dancing, you know, all that Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers type movement. A lot of those songs are Irving Berlin. So we have two of the principal dancers of the Nevada ballet in our show, which I, I'm just so thrilled. We have Emma McGurr and Ben Tucker are also involved, and Ben is also um, directing and in charge of movement and getting us all where we need to be. So we have this all-star cast. So depending on what night you come, um, the configuration changes, and you have to go on their website to see you know who's in it what night and then pick when you want to come or come more than once and have more than one meal and enjoy it. It's going to be fantastic. I love that idea because it's one of those shows that you can go, and if you're seeing different people, different acts, it's not, you know, I've already seen it. And who can't listen to that music more than once anyway? It's just fantastic. (laughs) so beautiful and infectious. And, I mean, you know, I I did not live in Vegas um, in the heyday of Vegas. Um, It depends on what you define as the heyday. Some people say the 50s, some people say the 60s, some people say the 40s. Well, I wasn't around for that, <laughs> but but I was around when um, I, I moved here in the 90s, and um, I remember hearing from the locals back then, we really missed the supper club. We really missed the show floor. We missed the elegance. We missed the dancing. We missed the, you know, you can hear every word, all the standards uh, and all the headliners that used to play in these little rooms. And so that whole thing is something that the people who run the Vegas room, Tom Michelle and David Robinson really wanted to bring back, but they had to do it, like you said, in a new climate because of everything that happened with COVID. And I guess you could say in a way they got lucky because they were already this tiny intimate venue. So it wasn't like they had to water it down so much. They just had to go to the 25% rule and they still managed to serve everyone that six course meal 
And now it's just even more cozy and intimate. And I just can't stress enough how careful they're being with the the precaution. The well, precaution you have to you be. Walk in and you have to be. You have to be responsible. But we also, I keep saying Christmas isn't canceled. We're just being super careful about how we go about celebrating this time of year. And when you walk in, you have to have on a mask. Your temperature gets taken at the door. Your hands are sanitized at the door. And then you're seated and you are served your your meal. And, of course, you take off your mask while you're eating. But then you put your mask back on. The show begins. It's completely magical. Everyone stays in their masks but forgets all about it. Well, when you're in, by the time you're into your first song, it's the last thing on your mind. <laughs> and then there's a little pause, a little intermission where you're served an amazing dessert that snows. You can Ooh. take your mask off. Then your mask goes back on <laughs> for the second half. So it's just like the old days, you know, as far as the, the pacing and the way it, it uh, the way it's structured. It's it's so delightful. You can tell I'm super excited about no, it. No, and I'm excited hearing about it because this is a difficult time. We can't do things the way we did for the time being. Right. And this is a great way to, okay, we're going to take advantage of it by being in this really intimate group, uh, spread mm-hmm. out. I mean, we, what wouldn't we give to be able to see something like that? And it's just great. And I think of somebody like you, and I love your music. You know, I'm a big Elephant Gerald fan, and you've done all that. Yeah. Is is Christmas time for you kind of exciting? Because it's different songs. It's songs that last a month, maybe a month and a half that you can sing them. Is there a challenge in trying to make those songs your own? You know, it's so it's so funny you should ask that. Because when I first um, got the offer to be a part of this production, of course we think about White Christmas, you know, that, that the essential, quintessential Irving Berlin song. And I love that song. But I but I hadn't really thought about all the other songs he had written and how they would impact me. And not just the holiday songs, but just the lyrics in general. What I found in doing this show is that it's so personal to me. These love songs, these songs about love and loss and hope and the weather, of course. <laughs> all the you know, all the songs about the weather. That was a big theme with him. And I absolutely find myself digging in in a different way. And I don't know if it's hitting me differently because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if all of the being alone and being isolated has made me a little, little bit more of a clemmed, for, for want <laughs> of a better expression. You know, I'm from Brooklyn. I always say for clemmed, but I, I think... I think it's just made me more nostalgic, maybe. Yeah. More, everything, everything is touching me differently, honestly. I have cried so many times in the middle of performing as the lyric hits me differently and just everything, the way I feel about family, the way I feel about people who have gone on, uh, you know, who aren't with us anymore, or just hope and white Christmas. All of it is extra, extra special to me this year. And I'm glad I have an outlet as a creative person to yeah. actually sing these songs and to also, I mean, there's, there, there really isn't a dry eye, I have to say. I mean, there's laughter, there's some really funny moments, but in the end, people are just so grateful and moved to be sitting down, having dinner in some form of normalcy 
and enjoying this music in a live setting, and it's just beautiful. Yeah, it really is, and it reminds you of the Christmas past, and I think mm-hmm. we can really appreciate the ability to listen to such great performers uh, in this great time of year, where... This has been a difficult year, so it's kind of, as we look at it, you know, let's hope it's the last one we have to do. I hope next year you're Amen. doing a Christmas thing. Yeah, that's got uh, you're in a place that holds 5,000 people. But for now, this is a wonderful thing, and uh, I think it's an exciting opportunity for people in Las Vegas. Uh, it, you know, as you were talking about the people that were in it, not only yourself, but all these other people, and I realized – Vegas has so many talented people, and this is just such so a, many such a dark time for us because everybody these people are looking to do some work because they love what they do, and people miss those trips out there because there's such great entertainment available if you know where to look. Yeah, I mean, I think that Vegas has always been a little bit underestimated in that area because there's just so much entertainment that it can become overwhelming and then people can fall through the cracks and you forget, you know, you can only see so many shows uh, in a month or in a week or in a year. And yet it's just not only are there so many great entertainers who have lived here for years, but every year more and more entertainers move here because there's always been an opportunity. There's always been a a new show or a new restaurant or a new review or something that's on tour or Whatever it is, it's, Las Vegas has always been a great breeding ground for talent and a great place to be, whether you're passing through as an entertainer or whether you want to retire here. I mean, I've lived here since 95, and I never imagined living here. I'm from New York. I thought I'd be here for a few months, right. <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of people I know have said, oh, I thought I'd be here for a few months. I was going to check it out. I wanted to check out the weather. And um, I never left. And it's a great it community, don't you? Said. Don't you find that the community in Vegas, particularly among entertainers, you know, there's almost like a family feel to it. it it's really for a place that has two million people. It does have sort of a small town appeal when it comes to uh, the, the entertainment yeah. crowd. There, there is no, there is no sort of about it. It is a family. I mean, it, it is embracing. It, 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 we embrace each other as best we can. In this, even now, you know, in this time when we can't physically see each other, people are reaching out. There's been all these incredible projects that have gone on. Um, and I neglected to say this, and this is so important. The musical director for this, for example, is the one and only Keith Thompson, who you, you probably know from the composer showcase, and he was the musical director of Jersey Boys. I mean, a real powerhouse in this mm-hmm. sound. And talk about giving back to the community. He has done so much. He set up a fund for out-of-work musicians and singers and you know people in entertainment. He's done so much. And he has taken this music and turned it into something extra magical. And he's one of those people, like you said, that's like family to us. And not just with this show, but just in general. He's always giving back, always checking in on people to see if they're okay. And these are super kind loving people and we support each other we help each other grow and in this climate right now um all we can do is hold on to our craft be ready for it to come back and when we can find these little gems of opportunities we have to pounce on them and let people know that we're still here and 
we're still going. I, I just, I'm not a quitter, but I also believe in being safe. And this for me has been a lovely slice of heaven where I feel like I can do both. And of course, eventually I will be back at the Smith Center that I love, at the space that I love and other places um, in whatever capacity we can. But for now, at least we have um, this little room that's live. And there's also some stuff going on at the space with live streaming, and they're doing a great job. I mean, everybody's doing what they can. But we just got lucky in terms of the in-person element because of the smallness of the, the room. I, I, I'm so happy about this. If you're in Las Vegas, a Vegas room Christmas, you don't want to miss it. First, let's ask Michelle, how do we get tickets for this? Well, you can go to the website, which is thevegasroom.com. All of the information is there, including uh, the, the delicious menu that you're going to salivate over. <laughs> Everything from Yorkshire pudding with gravy, roast beef, um, slow roasted turkey. There's a vegan option. And like I said, there's a dessert that snows, a shot of eggnog. I mean, it's fantastic. All of that is also listed on the website along with the calendar itself so you can choose which entertainers you'd like to see or perhaps go more than once. And all of that is at thevegasroom.com. And what people do need to remember is the show is at 7.30, but remember we're eating first. So dinner is at 6, the show is at 7.30, or if you go on a Sunday, the show is at 2.30, but the brunch before is at 1 p.m. So you have to time it. It's special seating, just like back in the day, you have your seating, you know, and um, they're just so hands-on and lovely there. And you can get all that information at the website. And uh, I just can't say enough about what a great job they're doing with everything. I am really glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear you're doing uh, well as as well, Michelle. And also, if we want to follow you, because this thing's going to eventually be over, we want to see you in all those places. Is is there a place we should be looking uh, to keep up where you're at? Sure. People can go to my website. It's very simple to remember. If you know my name, Michelle Johnson, it's just www.michellejohnson.com. I do my best to update my ongoing schedule and I do have something coming up in January and I'm crossing my fingers to eventually be back at the Smith Center as well but we're not sure when that's going to happen they have to be very diligent and safe that's a very big venue at the Reynolds Hall and of course even Myron's Cabaret you know it holds um, more than 200 people so um, I'm not sure when those things will come back but they are doing their best to keep us inspired with other things in the meantime, live streaming shows and articles about all the wonderful things they've done. So one way or the other, you can stay inspired this holiday, but right now I would encourage people to come out and see A Vegas Room Christmas, and you can follow me on my website and on Facebook too. We'll do all of that. Thank you, Michelle. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas, and you stay safe, and thank you for having me. It's been a joy. Happy holiday, happy holiday, happy holiday, may the calendar keep ringing, happy holiday. 
if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com.